Hi, I'm Dr. Lauren Hungler, naturopathic doctor and creator of the Healthy AF Mom Show, the show that helps tired millennial moms regain control of their energy, banish their bloat, beat their cravings, understand their postpartum bods, live their life a little greener and a little cleaner, and a whole lot more. On today's episode, we're going to be diving back into some of our kids' health, and we're going to be going over four tips to help your kids eat healthier. In this perfectly bite-sized episode, we're going to be going over one is how not to blow a gasket at every mealtime. Two is how modeling might actually be the key to unlocking your kid's diet. And number three is looking at four quick and simple strategies to help create more variability and get more healthy foods in your kid's diet. So before we jump in today, what I would really love is if you're digging the content, if you're loving the podcast, hit that subscribe button and leave a review. So let's jump into today's episode. I'm super excited about this topic. I I talk about it every day in practice and we've been touching on this a lot more. So I wanted to kind of like share my pearls, share my like tips of wisdom for parents um, to really kind of create this understanding around mealtimes, around food and how to make it less painful. So I would say that before I had kids, even as a practicing naturopathic doctor, I really thought that changing your kid's diet was easy. You're the adult, you're the parent, you get to determine what goes on that plate and it should be fairly simple. And oh my gosh, now that I have children, I was just totally wrong, right? Changing your child's diet, creating greater variability, trying new foods, having um, this smorgasbord of different types of fruits and veggies and healthy foods on their plate, it can be actually very, very challenging. And lots of us as parents go through this huge guilt trip where we're like, are they getting enough? Are they eating enough protein? Are they getting enough fruits and veggies? Is there enough variability there? They don't like to try new foods. They're a picky eater. There's all these things that go through our mind. And so what I want to touch on today is four simple strategies, four really fun tips to maybe get this expansion that can happen within your family's diet. And I stress family, not child, your family's diet. So I've been working with kids and families for probably a decade. Even right when I first got out of practice, I did a lot of pediatric medicine. And so that usually looks like things like eczema, um, constipation, sleep issues, some behavioral issues at school, things like that. And so as a core foundation of naturopathic medicine and how I practice is diet always has to be a part of this conversation. So a lot of the time there's most often what we're doing is adding things into your child's diet. My goal is to always add things in first before we try and subtract because what can happen is if we have a kid that like just loves dairy, right? They're eating three yogurts a day. They love cheese for lunch. They're having cheese as a side for their dinner. They're having milk. They just, they're eating a lot of that serving. It's not that dairy is inherently bad. It's that maybe they're just having too much of certain food groups, or maybe we're having too much processed food, but trying to come off those things can be really challenging for adults and for kids. And so my goal usually is to add more things in first before we try to subtract. And so as a parent now, I understand the nuances. I understand the like really intrinsic challenges where it's like, do I have enough energy to put up like the fight for food tonight? Right. And so a little story about my family is like six months ago, I think I hit my breaking point where I was just like, why am I even cooking? What is the point to all of this? Cooking and meal planning takes time. It takes effort. It takes strategy. You have to have all the groceries. You have to do the grocery shopping alone. You have to actually like make the thing, cook it, only to like put it out in front of your kids, in front of your family. And the response is 
yuck, or I don't like that, or I don't want to eat that, right? Yuck is my son's favorite word right now. And so I almost blew a gasket, right? I was like, I, I'm not cooking anymore. Like mommy's, mommy's done. And I think part of this is like this belief that like I'm a naturopath. My kids should be the like epitome of what children eat. I talk about nutrition and lifestyle and diet all day, every day. My kids should understand this um, and be willing to participate in this. They should want to eat all the healthy foods. And I'd say like overall, they're pretty good. But I was finding it really challenging and very very stressful, right? Mealtime became really stressful where I was like, I don't even want to have dinner anymore because I just would get so upset about it. So in these strategies, I'm going to talk about like what I've learned and by no means am I like a full-on expert. My kids aren't. I haven't gone through like, you know, teenage years. I haven't done the full gamut, but I would say like as a parent of toddlers, there's some strategies that we've put in place that have really helped and improved our concept of mealtime. Um, and I had to kind of like realign my strategies with things that I have always prescribed to patients. I had to start doing and living it myself. So I am not perfect. I always come into this with auth- authenticity where I'm like, hey, I struggle with it too. I find it super frustrating. So hopefully you can kind of um, jive with that, vibe with that, and understand that like no one's perfect. No one's kids are perfect. No one's eating. You know, I had I heard someone say like, my child did never even try to gummy bear until they were six. And so for me and my family, that's just never happening. That's not the gold standard I want to live up to. I want to have the balance. I want to have them to enjoy maybe and you know, having an ice cream on a hot sunny day, but also eating their vegetable salad at night, right? So there there can be give and takes. And I'm I'm a huge proponent of that balance aspect. If you are where I was at, where you're like, I hate meals, I hate cooking, this is so frustrating. What's the point? Here's going to be my four strategies and my four simple and fun tips to hopefully start creating a bit more love for food again, a bit more enjoyment when it comes to mealtime and things that you can even implement as of tomorrow. So number one that I always talk about with people and had to like really talk about it with myself again is modeling, right? And so modeling is what is your, as an adult, what is your relationship with food? How do you feel about food? Are there things that you're like, I don't like that, or this, this doesn't work for me, or we're, as an adult, you're a picky eater. Sometimes your kids are picking up on that as well, and they're kind of following suit. And so a really big component is like, what are you eating? How are you eating? Are we sitting down as a family to eat? Your job as the adult is to select the foods, create a balanced meal, to you know, to cook it and to prepare it. And then it's your kid's job to eat it. And so we always want to remember that we have separate jobs. And so the more you can model, the more you can put it down in front of us as a family and eat together, show them that eating vegetables is cool. Show them that that's what mommy and daddy or mommy and our partners eat. This is the, this is the important part of food is the enjoyment, the social connection around food, um, that we do eat balanced meals. These are different foods that we can try. It's really important to be able to model that for your kids. And I think the secondary part of modeling is having just like a neutral approach to food. So food isn't um, food isn't a reward-based. It's not punishment-based either. It's trying to stay as neutral as you can with food. And that's been something that we've been really trying to um, support in our family lifestyle right now, where it's like, I want my kids to understand their connection with food when they feel full, when they feel hungry, and to be able to listen to those cues. And that it's not about you have to have six more bites or you have to finish your plate. 
um, because I mean, we get a negative connotation with food. So we want to have a neutral kind of approach to it as best as we can. This isn't going to be perfection. This does take time to practice. Um, but having that neutral approach to food where we get to enjoy it, we get to eat it, but it's not reward and punishment based um, as, a, as a strategy to get kids to eat healthy. So modeling is like number one on my list always is probably examine your relationship with food first and how you can better model um, food connections to your family and to your kids. So number two on my list is going to be get them involved. So one thing, because my kids were little, I kind of didn't take as much stock as I should have, but we've really tried again to institute this probably within the last six months, especially with my daughter, but my son is starting to as well, um, is getting them involved. So when we go to the grocery store, my daughter or my son's job is to choose one fruit and one veg that they want to have. Um, so that they get to pick it out of the grocery store, they get to put it in the basket, they get to be involved with like what the family eats as a whole. And so having that excitement around their food choice, and then when we come home and it's like that snack, if my daughter's like, oh, does anyone want to try my snap peas, right? So she's the one that's delivering it. She's the one that's giving it out. And she feels very proud about that. So having your kids involved at some level. So grocery shopping is a really nice one because usually for my kids, they're in the cart with me. Um, so they can select, they can select their fruit, they can select their veg. We try and work it on, work on it that way. My other suggestion is having them involved in food prep. So we got the child safe knives. And so my daughter gets to be in charge of a little bit of chopping the things that she can and obviously putting in some spices, um, helping with the recipe creation. She gets to be put in charge of putting things and helping to actually create that meal. This, I would say this happens more on weekends. This isn't necessarily a weeknight thing because she's not home, but definitely on weekends, we're trying to incorporate her into the like salad making. If it's getting a dressing ready, if it's pouring on the oil for our roasted veggies, whatever it is, um, getting her to chop some of those pieces so that she's more involved in the process of like how food gets from the kitchen or even from the grocery store to the actual table. That being said, so she gets to be involved in like the food prep. And then we also do one night where she gets to choose a recipe or she's in charge of selecting like what we're having for dinner. So she gets to be in charge of sometimes we look through Pinterest, sometimes it's a cookbook, sometimes it's just mommy ripping off like three ideas and she chooses one. It can be whatever, but then she gets to feel in charge and responsible for that meal. So we do a little bit around like recipe pieces. She gets to be involved in the food prep and food preparation and creation for the for the meal and gets her just more involved, more excited about how food ends up on her plate. Because I think that's where, especially for me as an adult, I was getting very frustrated because I was like, I understand she doesn't logically, she doesn't know, but I was like, it takes so much time and effort. Why aren't you more appreciative? So I wanted to her to be involved to understand kind of the steps, the process that food just doesn't show up on her plate without any effort. And so I think getting kids involved is a really important piece. The other one that we per we did last year is that we started our own vegetable garden. So we grew cucumbers, some peppers, some tomatoes. Obviously, if you don't have a ton of room or you live in an apartment, this isn't always um, applicable. But even just like the potted plants where you can get like just the cherry tomatoes. It's a simple one. They're in charge. So we do, they're in charge of watering. We plant um, in the spring as well. And they help and do all of those chores as well. And so when we would harvest it last year, we would make a salad together with like the things we um, collected from the garden. Again, there's a lot more pride. There's a lot more responsibility. There's a lot more excitement about the food we're putting on the table 
when our kids are involved and they're excited about the food as well. So getting involved would be my next huge tip when it comes to kind of creating more healthy eating habits for your kids is getting them involved. Number three on our list of helping your kids eat healthier is going to be making it fun. So sometimes we kind of get caught up in the like rigmarole and the pace of life, right? So sometimes it's about like, how do we make food maybe a little bit more fun for our kids again? So I'm all about one is like looking at like the shape of the food. So if your kid's a bit more of a picky eater, maybe trying to use food in a different shape. So if they don't want to eat a steak or something like that, maybe it's about making meatballs or turkey balls that they can just like pick up and snack on or adding in a lot more dips could be another opportunity to kind of like create some like fun and energy. So if we've got like a meatball and we want to like dip it in a little ketchup, you could also think about adding things like salsa or guacamole to the side, hummus. Um, things that your kids can dip in, put the stick in and enjoy it that way. So dips are a really creative and fun way that kids tend to enjoy foods a little bit more um, and creates a little bit more excitement for them. The shapes where we go into meatballs, the other one is like cutting vegetables into different shapes can also be something. And I'm not talking about the like, and hey, I love this, where you have like the Pinterest bento box with like everything is like stars and rockets and you have like a whole theme. I freaking love those things, but I don't have time for that either. But maybe something where it's like, matchstick carrots instead of um, a whole carrot or we've like julienne them or even with cucumbers changing up its shape so using sticks versus the rounds um some of the simpler ones sometimes i will take my like little cookie cutter and snap a shape into it but not all the time that's when i'm feeling like really overzealous but those are different ways that we can create maybe some different shapes spiralizing things. So it's like in a big curly cue. Sometimes that can be really fun for kids. So yes, it's still the vegetable, but we're changing up its shape and its identity. And so sometimes that kind of gives them something new, gives a little bit more excitement. Again, creating different shapes um, can help to kind of increase um, uptake or acceptance of a new food or maybe the same food, but giving it a different spin on it. And then also looking at adding in something like a topping bar is really awesome. So we're big fans of this. So we make chili, we have like a whole toppings bar that goes adjacent to it. So the kids have their chili, but then they get to put on all the toppings. So whether that's a little bit of sour cream or Greek yogurt, um, adding on like a little bit of cheese, adding on some green onions, adding on um, a few tortilla chips or something like that, having some of those different pieces. Um, sometimes I can convince my kids to eat cilantro or adding on some greens on top as well. So they can kind of like pick and choose what toppings they want to add on to their onto their plate. And again, it just makes it a little more fun, makes it a little bit more exciting. Uh, putting it on a lazy, like the lazy Susan so they can spin it, right? It was just kind of trying to make mealtime a bit more of a jovial experience instead of this place where I just want to like rip off my ears and my eyes. So those would be my big ones. Topping bars, uh, we do chili, we do tacos, even sometimes like with spaghetti, they'll be um, or pasta having some of those toppings. So trying to add like I'm trying to get them to eat some more greens um, and microgreens and things like that, where they can like pick and choose what they want to add on to their onto their plate. And it gives them choice. It gives them control. They feel more excited. They feel more um, impactful in what they're eating and what they're enjoying. And so that's another really big strategy is kind of just like creating that fun experience with food again. And it might make you feel like food is fun as well. Then number four is going to be looking at it um, from almost like a performance perspective where we're giving gratitude. 
And so this is something that I've been really trying to put into place with my family is showing gratitude for whoever made the meal or whoever contributed to the meal and having the understanding that someone's effort, someone's love went behind making that food for us. Um, So we're very fortunate in that I live very closely to my mom and my sister. And so we do meal share a lot. And so we'll send messages or we'll send a little video or if we're eating together as a family, it's having that conversation of like, thanking the person for making that food. And then we have a discussion about like maybe what was our favorite part or what would we do next time, you know, creating a little bit more conversation around meals and making sure we're thanking the person. And if my kids are involved in the process, my husband and I thank them for their help. We talk about like how beautifully those vegetables were chopped or like that spice was like amazing that they put in. Having that conversation about the love, the effort, the dedication that it takes to eat healthy, to have a meal put out before us. And even if it's not the healthiest meal, it's still thanking the person. It still took effort. It still took time. And having that appreciation for the person that's helping us with that food or creating that food or helping us to like eat healthy, I think is a really important part that like I'm very passionate about. And I really want to help my kids to understand that and to reflect that as well. So those are my big four tips for helping to get our kids to eat healthier, creating more variability within their diet. And usually it's consistency over anything else. So consistently showing up for meals, consistently putting the thing out there, even if they say no once, maybe when mommy, when the when your parents are eating it, they'll they'll get to enjoy it at some point. Maybe they'll try it, maybe three or four meals down the line. Keep putting it out there. Know that there's food there that is healthy and balanced for them with maybe one or two things that you know that they'll eat so that we have a little bit of balance for both for both parties. Because what can happen is that if we kind of create a lot of tension around food, if we create this like negative emotion around food, we're going to start carrying that further on into life. And so my goal for people and for families to have this like positive relationship around food, this kind of like neutral experience when it comes to like eating so that we can enjoy it and it's not a reward or detriment or a punishment when it comes to like eating food. So those would be my big four tips is looking at what what and how are you modeling your eating habits. Number two is getting them involved. Number three is looking at how we can make food fun again. And then number four is adding in that gratitude aspect that thanking the people who are involved for putting that delicious meal in front of us, thanking those people. So that's our podcast for today. It was so amazing. I hope you loved it. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. I'm at dr.lauren.nd. And if you feel like you've got your kid's diet and you're like, oh my gosh, I need help with this. Like I understand the concept of it, but like I need some recipes. I need some like guidance. Um, down in the show notes, you can grab one of my free discovery calls. We can talk about your kid's health. We can talk about ways that we can strategize to help improve and augment some of that variability so that if there are things that you don't love in their diet, once we get their diet more expanded and more variable, sliding some of those things out is a little bit easier or at least reducing them, right? This isn't an all or nothing thing. Sometimes it may be just that like they're having just way too much. Maybe we need to get it down into something a bit more neutral, a bit more balanced for their bodies and for their health. So until next time. Yay, you made it to the end of the episode. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and to leave a review. 
And if you felt inspired by anything you heard today, I'd love to share with you a few ways to get started to feel like a healthy AF mom. So in the show notes below, I've left links to some of my favorite challenges. There's a five-day slay all-day smoothie challenge, a get hella hydrated challenge, and a know your labs challenge. All amazing ways that you can get started to feel like your epic version of yourself today. I also have an awesome coupon code. It's HEALTHYAF15, all caps, and that's a 15% off discount to my 14-day body reboot. Again, it's linked in the show notes below. And finally, I love to get social. So if you wanted to follow me or leave me a comment or a review, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok at dr.lauren.nd. I'll see you there. Yeah.